3: Welcome to Behind the Influence, a production of iHeartRadio and TDC Media. I think I've I've really written and recorded the best music I've ever done so far in my career. I'm really excited to put it out. I'm hearing so many drama stories about things happening, and what do I believe and what do I not? Like it's just awesome to have a team behind me that's like for me and 100%. I am going through shit. I may be depressed some days. I'm not all perfect and dope as I may seem. Yes, you are. Um, She's really talented. If you guys don't know about Macy
1: Kate, you're sleeping on the job, honey. I feel like this is my second home now because I'm
3: doing doing a show called Music House on iHeart. So I'm here all the time. I feel like it's my second home. Well,
1: we already started this and I'm just going to keep rolling with it because, you know, the chemistry is so real right now. I don't even want to start. Yeah, I don't even want to stop and be (laughs) like, hold on, let's do an intro. That was the intro. Yes. We're basically bribing Brian here. To play Macy's single that she just played for me, "Cry for Help," it is so good. Thank you. Such a departure. Not in it. I'm not saying the other stuff wasn't good, but such a departure from your other music.
3: Yeah, it's so different. And like, I want people to recognize that. I think too. I mean, the opening line—it's different
1: (laughs) than anything I've ever heard. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, go check out. It's right. It's it's already been released. Yes. Go check out the song. Mm-hmm. You will not regret it, you guys. It's, yeah,
3: it's definitely a shocker.
1: It's a shocking opening line. I
3: mean, like, I I thought of it as, like, I would want to listen to the rest of the song. Just to be like, where is this going? Yeah. And I've gotten a lot of feedback like that as well.
1: So, yeah. And just, just to, like, so your last song... That my not your last song because you've had many songs, but that my goddaughter is obsessed with Macy. Just a little backstory, Isabel. Is it Layla? Layla is Isabel's mom. Oh, so wait. Layla's my best Isabel. friend. Isabel. Yeah. So Layla's my best friend from college. We've been best friends forever. And her daughter Serious. is my goddaughter, Isabel. <laughs> obsessed with Macy. Macy had this bop out. It was like a summer jam. <laughs> it was, yeah. It was vibe, right? Mm-hmm. Or is it it was vibe. It's cause I always want to say kill my vibe, but it's <laughs> just vibe. And my goddaughter would dance to this forever. And I'm like, oh. Macy's coming out with a new song. I'm gonna play it for her, and then I hear the first line of this song. I'm like, "Yeah, Isabella will not
4: be dancing
3: to this song, not yet."
1: There well, actually is a clean version. Okay, so what is
3: it? Hey, wanna play chess? It's. I mean, it's. It's just. It's like bleeped out. Like it's just. But not, everyone knows but what it's you actually, want and what you're trying to do. Right. <laughs> right. But yeah, there's actually whenever I do it live, I have to like do a clean version for you know. All of the, the general, general public, yes.
1: So, what is the Do you just not say, I anything? say,
3: Hey, want to love, or well, like, you know, that's cute, yeah, yeah. Isabel would know the difference, she'd be like, Yeah, hey, want a love, <laughs> let's love, love. love, let's all love. I don't know, I tried, each other. I tried to figure out like replacement words, like want to hug, or like want to hook up, or something. I think love is fine, yeah, it works. Like love- is natural.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So for those of you who are not familiar, Macy is a very, very talented female artist who actually got her start on YouTube. And when it makes perfect sense for this show behind the influence, you have millions of subscribers on your YouTube channel. When I first discovered Macy, she was doing covers. But before that, you did have a legit music career. You just kind of like went solo, decided Mm -hmm. to do your own thing and start your YouTube channel. And that's when I saw all of her Amazing covers, which, if you guys haven't seen those, go check out her YouTube channel because your voice is insane. Thank you. And then the reason we thought this would be a great tie in for the show is you actually were able to leverage your fan base on YouTube and digital, on through Instagram, Twitter, to then launch a really successful, which is still up it's and coming. It's yeah. still happening. It's, it's still growing. growing. Yes. And still absolutely growing. And so let's talk about that a little bit. When you first started the channel, was your motivation or was the game plan to always do what ended up happening?
3: When I started it, no. I was like 12, 13, mm-hmm. and I was like just wanting to do covers. I just found out I could sing. I wasn't I wasn't seasoned in writing or producing yet at all. So, starting the channel, it was more for fun doing covers. And then once it started taking off, I started going into original stuff and writing. But even before I started the channel, I was already touring and doing stuff, you know, live and everything. So a little
1: backstory, just so for people who don't know the story, you were into music prior to launching the music channel.
3: Yeah, I actually moved to Atlanta uh, when I was like 12 and i was in a girl group in atlanta and that was where we had full artist development which now is like really not a thing i'm so glad i went through it though it was a, it was a especially really... at
1: such a young age where you could actually be like okay cuz
3: nobody knows who they mm-hmm. are at 12 like come on
1: at all no. so so you go you're getting all the great training that you mm-hmm. needed that could probably help you now yeah
3: and honestly like i feel like i have some sort of advantage because i had artist development, to handle things under pressure and, you know, to be juggling so much and, and, you know, like, having interviews and shows and stuff all while, you know, a bunch of stuff behind the scenes are happening. So that was a great way for me to really figure out the industry, I think, too. I was trained by, like, amazing people in Atlanta. So it was great. After the girl group, I kind of took those producers and writers that I had worked with in the girl group and just made connections through there, then was managed by another... Uh, female, a strong female. her name's Amber Grimes and she helps me throughout the industry in Atlanta and producers and writers who now, funny enough, are all out here doing amazing things and like writing hits for like Beyonce and shit. it's oh, crazy. no big. And I'm like, it's so awesome. But yeah, so from Atlanta, I actually started auditioning for reality shows because I just felt like I was boxed in in Atlanta in a way. so I was like, I feel like I need to like figure out how to get to LA. And I was like, "I'll just start auditioning for reality shows." So I auditioned for reality shows.
1: Like what kind of reality shows? Competition, singing, singing competitions. Yeah,
3: American Idol, The Voice, all of that. And also, all while I was doing that, I also had my YouTube channel happening. So I had reality shows contacting me as well to audition, because reality shows are not always stand in line and audition it's like you'll get called in and be like hey can you come audition so i ended up landing this reality show it was called rising star which brought me to la and i was out here for three months staying in they put us in this amazing hotel it's called the sls and and it was just like that's pretty schmancy dope. for a
1: show to yeah. put you up
3: there we were literally living there for like three months that's four insane months. and yeah i was at the pool the how old were you great. i was like I had to be like 14, 15.
1: You were living at the fucking
3: SLS as yeah. a 15 year old. Yeah, okay, my Macy. mom was loving it too. <laughs> oh, of course she was. <laughs> she was, a, I mean, I was a minor, so I had to have my parents. That's me, hilarious. So we were, yeah, we were like, we were just balling. So, <laughs> you were balling. Um, yeah, they gave us like a weekly allowance. It was great. But, anyways, yeah, that was an amazing experience as well. I mean, I think when you're in, when you get into, The reality show world and the tv side of things it's a lot different than like traditional music industry it's like very staged and all of that I definitely found myself through reality shows I think too a lot of like experiences that I experienced at a really young age to Mm -hmm. you know be documented and comparing like where I am where I was when filming those and then where I am now is just like really dope to look at So, yeah, once I went through the reality show, it kind of gave me like a another platform on top of YouTube to like bounce off of. And then at the same time, I was still just trying to like figure out how to get in touch with like executives and all that. So I was going I was going to music conferences as well. So in Florida and Atlanta, there are a lot of music conferences and a lot of executives that are there. So I would pull up, I would, like, try and make relationships, and I ended up making this really dope relationship with Reverb Nation and the owner of Reverb Nation. And he was like, oh, we had a band cancel on this opening night of this conference. It was called Driven Music Conference, and he was like, do you want to come perform for, like, all the executives at the executive dinner? And I was like, duh. And I ended up performing there that night. Florida's ANR A&R was at the executive dinner. I ended up leaving super fast because I had a show the next day, So he apparently was trying to find me after the dinner, ended up not connecting at all. And he had sent someone out to like go to my show the next day. This girl came to my show and was like, Florida's A&R has been trying to like find you for like. Was
1: that the craziest thing to hear?
3: Yeah, because I'm like, when you're doing stuff, you feel like nobody's watching when really there are people in silence watching you at all Mm -hmm. times. And that was, like, a crazy moment because I'm, like, I was feeling like no one was, like, getting what I was doing at the time. I was, like, I feel, like, run down. I was, like, 16, 17, and I had been doing this for, like, not super long, but, like, five years felt like a long time for me. And
1: um, Especially when you're so young, it's, like, your whole high school career, yeah, basically. So you've given up normal high school things to pursue this passion so yeah that does seem like a really long time
3: yeah so that in hindsight happened. it's not that long of a time it's really like not. in the yeah. career of somebody but yeah. for
1: that age yes
3: I was like getting impatient and and then to hear that was like wow this is like it's really dope to have recognition finally so I ended up meeting with the a after the conference and he brought me to the studio Flo heard me live on the piano as well. I didn't have any original music at the time because I was doing covers on YouTube. I think I had like five, 600,000 followers at that point. He signed me on the spot and then two weeks later I was on tour with him, which was crazy. Was on tour with him for two years after that. Was the most influential time of my career, I think. Even when, as I grow, I think that will still be the most influential time was being on tour with him because I literally learned I was his, like, guinea pig the entire tour. Like, I was his shadow. I was watching his interviews, his, you know, performances, his rehearsals. I mean, even in the studio, like, when we had time off, I would be in L.A. with him as well, just in the studio with the whole team and watching, you know, him take meetings at Atlantic and, like, movie meetings, like, behind-the-scenes stuff. And I was like, this is so crazy. Like, it's literally preparing me for what – it's just kind of priceless. Like, you can't pay for that type of no. training I feel like and and he wasn't even considering it training but in my head I was like this is like boot camp for me well like, cuz he had made it and he you yeah. were basically
1: able to see every aspect of it from Everything. media
3: training and being able to do
0: a proper yeah.
1: interview to the amount of hours he probably put into a rehearsal what was a common misconception that maybe you had at the time something you thought about the music industry that after being with Flo changed your perspective on it
3: i think it was his ability to always, like, be on. In my head, I didn't, like, realize, like, when you are that known. He had just released my house, and it went straight to number one, like, at the time that I was on tour with him. So he always constantly had to be on, like, all the time. So when we were walking out in LA, like, I would be in, like, sweats and, like, a sweatshirt, and he would, like, be like, you have to go change because like, I'm going to tell you like, this is not how you have to always be dressed, looking ready, like all the time. And it was true because every time, even when we were just trying to go for breakfast, like he was constantly being like stopped or, you know, like taking meetings, like in the middle of the day, it was just like stuff like that where I had no idea. I was like, I really, you know, you really need to be on at all times. In a way though, I do think it's important to be real with your audience as well though but he was definitely a really like dope person to be around when you know he was like constantly being pulled and and pushed in different directions but he always was like dressed ready to go all the time which was like a huge learning experience for me so you basically went
1: to flow university Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> learned what you had to learn. And then yeah. what?
3: And then after that, my contract just ended. It was a mutual thing. He was an artist and, you know, had to do his own thing. Was just so busy. And I was like, I just really need to focus on my stuff. I learned so much from him and that experience. You know, a lot of things in between as well. There were good times, bad times. But at the end of the day, I feel like I learned so much from that situation. I ended up moving on. I was independent for like a year and a half after that mm-hmm. um and that's finally- when I met you right yes okay so I finally got to release my own music it was crazy because that through that whole deal I hadn't released anything which was really frustrating for me I was learning so much and I felt you know like I was on tour touring Wembley Stadium like the biggest crowds I've ever been in front of ever mm-hmm. and I just hadn't released anything and I was still feeling like I hadn't shown or gotten to prove myself to anyone. Not that that was the goal, but I just was feeling like I needed to speak my mind and, and well, that's frustrating. I, I mean, especially
1: you it's your passion to be an artist and you're, of course yeah. you're learning and it's invaluable, but you're seeing someone else put content out music yes. out and you're just like, I want to do that too. Exactly.
3: Mm-hmm. So, and then even the artists we were doing shows with, it was like up and coming artists as well. And, you know, he was also watching, you know, the way that they were doing things as well for my career and as well. So. So, yeah, after that, I uh, was independent for a while, released my own music, you know, through my channel and stuff. I ended up hitting like a million subs during that point. That's a, that's
1: crazy, by the way, to have a million subscribers. It's really hard yeah. to, to get to that point on YouTube. I feel like that's the the threshold. Once you hit a million, it's like, OK, you're legitimately yeah. you have a presence on YouTube. How was that for you?
3: Well, I mean, it took all that time from like when I was in Atlanta all the way until the beginning of this year. What do you so think helped was... your
1: YouTube channel grow? What Was there a spike in growth
3: or um, was it a slow and steady climb? It was a slow and steady climb. Like there was no like, of course there were like the viral cover videos and like, cause my main content was cover music. It was always the main source of content was mm-hmm. music. Which I'm really proud that I stuck with that like my entire YouTube career because now I'm like, they're wanting original stuff because of the renditions that I would make. They were so different from the originals. They almost sounded like
1: they sound to- my totally songs. different.
3: So they're like, we need to hear original stuff. And sometimes it's hard for cover artists to stray away from covers because the audience is so used to hearing renditions of songs and stuff. But luckily, my audience was like so for me putting out original content so that was really exciting it was a steady build though it was like eight nine years of work and it wasn't like a oh, I'm going to do this prank and I'll get a million followers overnight. No, it took like so long, which well, was amazing. But that's,
1: I feel like that's what creates longevity though, right? Because yeah. it's yeah. like the whole theory of it's a race. It's a marathon, not a race. So it's, yeah. okay, so you get a million followers overnight for doing a prank, but then what, mm-hmm. right? And you're not curating a real fan base.
3: And I'm kind of grateful that it didn't take off overnight because I don't like think I would know how to utilize everything and like, I'm not that I'm like slow with doing things, but I'm just like, I'm, I'm very grateful that it happened the way it did because I feel like I would just be so overwhelmed with what was going on and everything. And I'm just like really glad it happened that way because I have time to like prepare and think about things. So now when something does happen overnight, I know how to like bounce off of it and take advantage of it. So yeah.
1: And even in the last year, I would say you've evolved so much as an artist. Yeah. You had that, time to curate the audience and not really like rush because if if people's first impressions of you were a couple years ago you're not the artist that you were a couple years ago
3: no yeah and I I mean I also signed to a brand new label at the end of last year which was a
1: big deal very exciting because you were independent which obviously affords you a lot of freedom but yeah being with a label is obviously great it's just
3: It's just awesome to have like a team that believes in you so much. At the end of last year, I signed with Tribeca Music Group who connected me with Empire. So Tina Davis was she was shown my music and vibe, actually, and uh, she really loved it. Ended up wanting to sign me and I was signed to Empire in November of last year. So it took this whole year too to come up with the ep and so many songs were written so many songs were recorded and it was just an amazing experience because this was this was another part of my career that was like okay i'm like in the game now like as far as music wise because youtube it was like i know how this works but when it comes to like actual music business being in the commercial world it was like i was it was my first time being in writing camps that were just dedicated to me like I would walk into the studio see a whiteboard with like my name on it with like all the BMG writers who are coming in and the scheduling and everything seemed so organized I was like this is so crazy to me that I don't have to do this by myself now not that it's any way you know taking advantage of a situation but it's like this is just so crazy to me. No, it's nice. I mean,
1: you know how to do all the things yourself, which I think is invaluable. And I think that's good that you didn't have that right away because now you know how to do every piece of the puzzle. And we appreciate it. Yeah, Yeah. you you appreciate it. But now it's really nice, I'm assuming, because I've been in that position too, as an on-air talent being the editor being the producer being the writer on my own stuff and it's nice to just kind of show up and do your talent yeah do your thing Mm -hmm. not that you can't do the other stuff or that you don't want to do the other stuff because it's fun sometimes I'm Mm -hmm. sure you're going to want to write and produce your own songs and even edit your videos still yeah you were telling me you're still editing the music video for this
3: and it's not all of the work taken over I'm I'm still writing the songs you're Um, very hands-on I'm still yeah I'm very hands-on but it's You know, it's just so it's it's like a weight lifted off of your shoulders. Like, you know, and the whole team at Empire has just been so freaking amazing. Like the support and the team that are behind every single move that I make is just awesome. And, you know, they still let me have it, my creative, you know, mind work through every move that I make. But they have their opinions and they're like, You can be an artist and we're so artist friendly, but like we're going to give you our opinions and I value their opinions because they're so amazing and just have done so many dope things with dope artists. But they still let me be an artist. So I'm just I'm super grateful for that. And then we're here now. And I think I've I've really written and recorded the best music I've ever done so far in my career. I'm really excited to put it out the rest of it. I'm
1: so excited for you. We are going to talk about the single, but I just want to touch on because a lot of artists who are listening to this, they may be indie right now and grappling with the idea of signing with a label, but there's so many stigmas with signing with a label versus being independent. What Mm -hmm. has been your experience overall in hindsight? Were there things that you had to adjust to that were like, any challenges with signing with a label versus being independent there's the obvious thing where you don't have to answer to anybody when you're independent mm-hmm. but then when you're with a label there's so many perks that come with it too what yeah. was the biggest adjustment for you
3: the biggest adjustment i think was really being open to other people's opinions on things when i was independent it was like me and my management rnr who have been with me forever just us discussing you know what i wanted And then now it's like, okay, well, I have to now. I have a team which I value so much and love, and respect. Now it's like, okay, well, we want to try this and do this and do this, and then I'll like oversee it, and I'll make a couple comments and stuff. And that was that was kind of the biggest adjustment I think was really having so many people, you know, so many cooks in the kitchen, but like. I definitely, they let me have the final say of things, but I'm just, I think that was the biggest adjustment was yeah. having a lot of other people involved, which is an amazing thing, but definitely having to work with other people on creatives and stuff like that. It's been, it's what's, been, what's been your favorite thing about signing with a label? Favorite thing? Like, just like the team. Yeah. The f- having a, f- like, a support system just having like a family and uh, honestly empire is like such a dope label label because they consider like their artists family like gazi wants to meet with every one of his artists that he signs before signing them like he doesn't just want to sign them on the spot and not meet them so i felt really you know it, it felt good to have someone who actually cared and just mm-hmm. isn't there for like numbers and it's stuff it's not like a music he, farm farm factory where it's just pumping out whatever they yeah. can pump
1: out they actually they hands actually want to
3: yeah want to have a relationship and and tina davis is my anr and and she is just so he she's doing more than what an anr should be doing really she's just literally like so hands-on and like so awesome and then you know like I have my project manager and like you know so many different people that are in charge of different things and you know a person who like has my studio schedule and like it's just awesome to have a team behind me that's like for me and 100% and so many dope creative ideas happening just how happy were you to be
1: signed by them was it just like a pinch me moment
3: yeah I mean I know who they have signed and I see it's a great label yeah it's amazing and it's it was mostly driven towards like the urban a lot of hip-hop a lot of rappers a lot of R&B so to come into the label as a pop artist was really dope because I think I also have a, you have a an R&B. Ur- but you have an urban vibe. Yeah, I do. And I, I like love that about my voice and also my style is, is I was, I grew up in a, you know, I came up in the music industry and in R and B and like, urban mean, you were trained in Atlanta. Yeah, it so. was dope. It was yeah. really, really dope to, to be in that environment. So to come into the label as well, having a pop side now to the label is like really really cool just like spreading into different areas and branching into like different genres like they have country now they have you know a whole asian market and and k-pop and like so many different genres now it's like really cool to see them growing i remember hearing about empire when i was in atlanta when i was like 13 and i was like okay it's cool they're like a distribution company and it was cool to see them and now the fact that they have like a whole two like so many different locations and like a whole like building it's like crazy and and I respect Gazi and what he's built and like it's been just so so cool to see somebody who's so artist friendly because not a lot of people are like that and I've been in situations where it's like not like that at all and it's really cool that you hear he that a lot be, in the music
1: industry especially yeah. people who signed to labels it's like the worst
3: yeah and I, I just think having someone at the head of the label who wants to be personal personable with all artists that he signs is just so amazing
0: this is it your moment this is your time to make your comeback with purdue global when you come back with a purdue global degree you create opportunity for yourself your family and your future it's a degree you can be proud of a degree that employers will trust and respect
5: com.
1: Sorry, I just got so distracted. <laughs> I tried to throw some gum away and it like slowly <laughs> almost fell out and I looked at Allison and she was like <laughs> slowly put it back in whatever. It happened. It it's in. real. It's authentic. It happened. So, I want to talk about your single because I'd heard it before. Allison and Brian just heard it and they both loved it. How Yay. has been the response? for this single cry for help
3: i mean overall it's been amazing okay like the response has been so crazy i mean this whole new world of like tiktok and triller and like all these new things i mean the algorithm is crazy on tiktok so the song has gone viral on tiktok which is really dope which has translated into streams and stuff it's crazy like the behind the scenes work on like apps and stuff it's just so crazy. but how
1: does what how does a a song take off on because okay so one of my best friends her brother had a single and somehow someone on tiktok got a hold of it and it went viral and somehow that song just shot to like spotify top 10 i think it was like up to
3: four or something and it all happened because of tiktok because of tiktok like i that was another thing that empire was like you have to make a tiktok and i'm like I don't what the hell
1: I'm can, like, I, can w- I talk about TikTok I, didn't I don't know get it. what
3: TikTok was I mean I get it I but
1: I don't <laughs> get it I get it but I. so baby Ariel was in here and she's like the most followed person on TikTok yeah. it was musically we did a TikTok together and to me and I'm sure I'm missing something mm-hmm. but it just seems like you're putting a video
3: yeah out it's, there there's no it's sun. literally like there's so many different things you can do it's like lip syncing or people are talking and so or like doing a skit or something
1: but then what's the difference between doing that on your insta versus tiktok i just really don't know at first i thought tiktok had all these and i think they do have special editing features and they have duets and things like that and triller does the same thing Mm -hmm. they have these like special things you could do that you couldn't do on instagram yeah so i guess that's
3: the thing or i guess the demo that's
1: on tiktok
3: I think it might be the demographic that's on TikTok because it's literally like... They're young. They're very young. And that's why I was scared for the song to be on there because like it's not a clean song. Just to let you guys
1: know, (laughs) the first line is, Macy, you want to take this? I feel very uncomfortable (laughs) saying it out loud. It's, hey, you want to fuck? Yeah, the first line is, hey, you want (laughs) to (laughs) fuck? Like she said no but but i'm a mother now i can't mm-hmm. say it just kidding i say the f word oh for like a gosh, noun baby, verb by the way. adjective f word's my favorite but in that context you're being quite forward with the fellas mm-hmm.
3: yes you know? i am so with the tiktok market they were like oh like i think because you can choose as an artist you can choose what part of the song you want to put in it and I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to choose this the part of the song. But and, that's the part I saw people doing. Yes. So my label was like, okay, we're going to put in, like, the first line. And then we're also going to do um, the chorus part. Okay. And I was like, all right. Let's see how it goes. So I did a TikTok myself. I was, like, one of the first ones who did the the song on TikTok. And I did the first verse. And I was like, all right, let's see how it does. It literally went viral, like, Two how? days after, but but is it because
1: you have a ton of followers on TikTok? I don't though.
3: I I made a TikTok like the day, the song dropped. So then, how do people even find it? So the song ended up. It started trending. More people. I guess like one TikTok person who had like over a million followers like found the song and did. Well, that's what a did TikTok. It. And then it was like people started doing it after and by the way it makes sense like who
1: doesn't want to say hey want to fuck it's like he, he, he,
3: i just said the f word <laughs> i know it's like i i feel like also, that would be at this age is seven what, like freaking kids now like they in love high it. school they're like this is these are the type of because honestly if we want to really go i don't know if we're going to go deep into the meaning of the song let's but, go deep into the meaning of the I song i mean like the meaning of this song is like there's people online nowadays are they feel like they're so put together. Like, it feels like on the outside, it's so put together. You know, everything seems so perfect and, like, just when it's not. And, like, on the inside, we really just don't know what's going on behind the scenes, behind the camera. And I know it's, not, It's like, overdone and cliche to say, but it's, like, it. It. it's not always perfect. Like, it's not always how it seems. Cry for help is, like, I don't have my shit together. I don't have everything perfect or in line or anything i am going through shit i'm maybe depressed some days i may not be like i'm not all perfect and dope as i may seem yes you are um <laughs> and it's just a cry for help like i feel like people think they're alone in it and like at times i feel like i'm alone with you know my struggles and my day-to-day feelings and personally and you know i have so much happening in like my business life i don't really like take a second to stop and like reflect on everything that i've done behind the scenes and like what i've been through and like just really sat and been like whoa like this is all it's success i think it's i think
1: it's hard there's like a lot of layers to it one if you are somebody who's considered a public figure, you obviously have an online presence, which means you're obviously online, which means you're seeing other people's mm-hmm. online stuff. And no one's putting out there, oh, I just went to my sixth meeting where nobody signed me. Like no one's yeah. saying that. But what they are posting is their shoe at Universal Music being like me- yeah. meetings. <laughs> so that's what you're seeing. Exactly. But you're not seeing that after that meeting, they didn't get a call back. <laughs>
3: right, because exactly. Nobody.
1: nobody says that. mm mm-hmm.
3: So we have I even, this. I even sorry to cut no, you. No, no. I even off. like. <laughs> <laughs> I even see like people borrowing like cars and like clothes and like taking pictures in it as if it's theirs, and like really they could like look like the richest, most happiest person online when really. They are not. They could be like living in a in on a couch or something that annoys me beyond. And like I, I'm just like, I wonder what's going through their mind when they're like, they come home and they're off all of that. Like, cry for help. The song is like what I think about. Is like maybe that's like what is really happening. Like, they don't really have their shit together, you know. But going the problem through.
1: is. It's like a, it's a bad cycle because those people are trying to catch up with the other people, but the other people are trying to catch up with also might not really have it together. Right. So like there's this vicious cycle of seeing that person has a Lambo. I need to have a Lambo. So let me rent Mm -hmm. a Lambo with my $1,500 that I should be paying rent with just for this Instagram flex. And then you go home to your 10 roommates in your shitty apartment. And you're like, okay, so now I'm getting likes, but now what? Yeah,
3: exactly. So it's just like
1: a bad... And the people we're looking up to, it's not what it seems mm-hmm. either. Like even the people... If you're looking up to a celebrity who has all the designer clothes, you're not realizing like designers are giving those clothes to those celebrities yeah. for free. Mm-hmm. Not that they can't afford it, but yeah. it's like everything is so unrealistic and unattainable, mm-hmm. and I I get that.
3: Yep, I 100%. hear that. I
1: think it's really... I wish and I hope for, like, the next generation. Like, I think about my son. This is going to sound really cheesy, but I'm sad for, like, the kids coming up in this. Me
3: too. Like, that's, I think, I think also with the kids that are on TikTok and, like, all of those types of people, they didn't, they didn't, they don't know any different. That's all they know. Like, they don't, they didn't grow up playing outside or you know doing normal kids stuff it's like all digital now which it's a blessing and also a curse because i mean people literally can now make a living off of posting and social media but then also the the sad part is like how like i look at videos now and i'm looking at these couples and like these family channels and i'm like so like how much of this is like real I'm hearing so many drama stories about things happening and I'm like, so what do I believe and what do I not like? It's it's
1: really tricky. And I think, I think the solution to it all, which no one's ever going to band together and do this is just to keep it real. Because at the end of the day, digital is great. Online's great. Mm -hmm. You know, like you could have a hit out. You don't need a label. You could have a great voice, put your shit out there and be the number one person on Spotify right. tomorrow because the internet is the ultimate equalizer. Like you yeah. don't need labels. You don't need big managers mm-hmm. or agents. So it's a huge blessing. And I love digital for that reason. Mm-hmm. What I don't love it for is all the fake flexing. It bothers me yeah. beyond.
3: And that's what I want. Cry for help to, you know, although it is vulgar and, and raunchy in a way, I do want people to see beyond that and just know that there are people that are, are, being real and like showing you that they don't have their shit together and stuff and i think that song is what you know s- relates it relates to that and just lets people know they aren't alone so that's yeah it's a really the, it's I mean, a
1: really great song it's unfiltered it's super real yes. is the tone of the other music that you plan to release gonna kind of like piggyback off of that general vibe
3: yeah there are a lot of uh, in the my project coming up, the EP, there's just it's all honesty, and I mean, since I released Vibe, I've been through, I mean, even since I wrote Vibe, which was like two years before I released it, I've just grown so much. I've been through so many situations and relationships and situationships, and you know, I mean, there's there was so much to talk about. So there's definitely a lot of honesty and also like you know having fun and and you know living life and stuff because i feel like that's where i'm at in the point of my life right now is just living your life and being present in moments and mm-hmm. there's a variety of songs of different concepts on the ep do you know which one's going to be your next single right now i'm not allowed to say okay anything. don't say it don't say it but there is a so, single yes, that is planned be released yes yes and, and how do
1: we feel about this single
3: really excited is
1: it similar to this
3: one or is it it's actually different, different. Okay. it's a little bit different I mean all of the the songs are sort of in the same direction mm-hmm. I'm a sucker for ballads so like I and you been, have a voice for ballads uh, so you have to take advantage I have to yeah. do at least a, like a couple ballads I'm just so excited for those really because it's just it's a lot of like the the words you may think it's like it means something about like a relationship or something but I really was in the mindset of like something else and it's just it kind of trips Do we know when that's going to be released I don't have a release date you don't have a release date okay but you have to let us know so we can play I will I will
0: this is it your moment this is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global when you come back with a Purdue Global degree you create opportunity for yourself your family and your future
5: tika dot com.
1: So back to cry for help. I actually was lucky enough to get a little sneak peek of the music video, yes. um, which is actually finally released. It's by out. the time this, yeah, so we can we're gonna say it's out because right t- today it's not out, but it's gonna be out. <laughs> yes, it's it gonna be out by now. the time it is out now. <laughs> so go check it out right now cry for help music video out is now officially out <laughs> it's official so talk, we i just watched it it is so good and i'm not just saying that i'm a sucker for music videos and oh, I, I love music videos that surprise us yes. and shock us and this music video is a shocker folks
3: yes it's it's amazing it was directed by michelle parker who is just so dope i am very hands-on with my visuals I came from the video world i felt like i literally went through school just by like being a youtuber because you learn so much about editing and and audio and visuals and like different like hidden things and videos and it's just it's it's a really cool thing to go through as a youtuber so when it comes to my original stuff i am very very hands-on in the creative process so this video i had an idea i had a vision i actually came to michelle with a totally different Vision for the video. I like edited a whole piece from like, you know, different music videos from the past, like Rihanna's videos. I would like, I just edited this whole piece. I was like, this is what I want it to look like, just over the top type of stuff. And then I had like another idea like later that week. And I was like, well, what if like we did something with like Barbies or something? And like I was a Barbie or like I was just like thinking of different things to do with like this whole Barbie thing so then i got on the phone with like my whole team and then the director as well and she created this like super dope treatment of like sugar baby vibes but like psycho vibes so psychotic
1: (laughs) in the first literally in the first 30 seconds i look at macy i'm like you're a psycho in this shit (laughs) and she's like "Mm." i mean you guys have to see it i'm not just saying this you will be you'll be entertained
3: (laughs) it's it's honestly like i just snorted psychotic (laughs) You know, I, like, really? I think I've done that like five million times on this interview. Like, I get and it's excited. not even done. Yet, so. <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, so make sure you guys check it out. They just have to Google it, right? It's not on your yeah. YouTube channel, obviously, right? It is. Oh,
3: it is? Yeah. It's they let you put on it on YouTube. your YouTube? Yeah. It's going to be on my YouTube channel. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So or it on, is, on, my it YouTube is channel. on your YouTube <laughs> channel.
1: Yeah. So it's on her YouTube channel. Make sure you guys check that out. It's very, very, very psychotic. <laughs> and I love it. But she's also such a babe through this psych- psychotic behavior, which yes. I appreciate. I'm going to have you introduce your song because we're going to play it. Yay. That's how we're rolling out of this bitch. I'm not calling you a bitch I'm saying we're rolling out of this bitch I
3: literally think when you were like I'm gonna finesse and get your song premiered here and I was like I I'm called you playing. a bitch
1: no and then you were like I was like
3: bitch you're like and not bitch. that kind of bitch no no you're like
2: bitch because I
3: feel like there's like a you're a bitch or bitch and that's like the homie
1: bitch that's <laughs> like bitch and it really means I love you honey let's drink some wine and celebrate but okay I'm gonna have you intro your song because I don't want to do that you've you've got to do
3: it and say you know whatever you need to say but guys I hope
1: you enjoyed this interview I sure did well
3: before we leave I do want to say I literally met you like what was it like two years ago or something like a year and a half ago yeah and like your support by not even knowing me that well like is so real and like I just appreciate you so much and like you're like one of the you're gonna make me cry like literally like the like one of my favorite radio hosts and like to be honest like not a lot of people will like hop on the bandwagon and be like i'm here to support you and i feel oh
1: i not real. only hop on i bully people i was bullying like, a big ep at iHeartRadio radio to play your shit like the fact straight up that,
3: like you are just so like supportive of my career and you don't even know me that well it's just like this is so real like i just love it and you can i feel your vibe and like I
1: well let me it. tell you something about your vibe honey <laughs> the reason i support you is because not only are you talent is Talented people are everywhere, but you have something that I hope people can look up to and aspire to be like, because you work hard is, are we going to like, wear the tissues? You work hard. You're really talented. And I think you have a really good head on your shoulders and you're thank not you. above the work. Like you've put the work in. Right. So I want you to get the 50 Grammys that we talk about because oh, you're going to, you. and any way that I can support you, whether it's, you know, doing some kind of weird shit with this computer that's in front of me and making sure that every song he thinks he's playing is not actually what it is but it's your song i will figure it out i'll, I'll make it happen i'll hire some uh, kind of like just means computer hacker go ahead
3: introduce your song i'm so excited for you congratulations you. so here we go you are now listening to i think this is the first time it's been on the radio Hey guys, I am Macy Kate, and you are listening to my new single, Cry for Help.
4: Woo! That was perfect. That
1: was
4: perfecto. (laughs) Hey, wanna fuck? Did I just say that? Oh my god, I feel stupid. Am I a slave? I think I need to stop drinking Wait, no, walk away Don't wanna drown you In my mistakes Oh I'm a felon. You're a saint. that this my cry for help Oh, I can get my shit together And I promise every day oh, I try but that shit just takes forever And when I finally meet a guy I try and I try to believe him When I finally do I get scared and I leave him I'm giving up Oh, I can get my shit together Consider this my cry help said that this was right quite oh cause we can think to my shit together in the promise every day oh. That this my cry for her I can sing to get my shit together And I promise everything I try but this shit just takes forever this is my cry right.
1: for help behind the influence is a production of iheart radio and tdc media
5: this is malcolm Gladwell from revisionist history ebay motors is here for the ride with some elbow grease fresh installs and a whole lot of love you transformed a hundred thousand miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own brake kits led headlights whatever you need ebay motors has it and with ebay guaranteed fit